Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Is Santa Claus and Krampus real? holidays everyone before we get into our regularly scheduled podcast first we have something a little special for you all it will be read by a special guest v and this is twas the night before krampus twas the night before christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in the hopes that St. Nicholas would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while the visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and me in my cap had just settled down our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what's the matter. Away to the window I flew with a flash tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The red moon's glow upon the new-fallen snow gave the luster of blood to white objects below. Then there appeared a fearful visit lying in wait in a black-painted cart driven by shadowy wraiths. With a Nile driver concealed by the fog that was thick, I knew not who he was, but do testify he looked sick. Rabbit as wolf packs at eight course they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now lust, now greed, now gluttony, now sloth. On envy, on pride, on wrath. Then he stopped. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, groans the nightmare steed over seven feet tall. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they met with an obstacle mount to the sky. So up to the house top, to the creatures they flew, treading sacks full of bones and hollow skulls too and then in a second i heard the ceiling the cracks of the wood and of this the paint peeling as i drew in my head and was turning around down the chimney came something that appeared to have crowned he donned clothes of skin sourced from victims unknown draped an obey sprayed with remnants of organs and bone there appeared on his back a large dripping sack i dared not to look away as he opened his pack his eyes how they blazed set in sockets so black his non-existent nose on his face melting wax his droll mouth was drawn up to a grin and the look in his eyes betrayed malice and sin 
I caught a sight at the stumps of severed feet in his hands. Surely the remains of victims fallen prey to his plans. He had a skinny face and little round horns that stabbed the air when he laughed like a string of rose thorns. He was beastly and lean, sadistic-looking elf, and I stared deep into his eyes in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head, and my wife who came down dropped down, down dead. He spoke not a word who went straight to his work, and brought down the children, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up to the thimney they rose he sprang to his sleigh to his team gave a scream and away they all flew like water rushing downstream he uttered my list says this year your children were naughty not nice the legends are true i know myths and this is my price My name is Chastity, a.k.a. the Luminary Luna Beams. And I'm Emily of the Fine Art Medium. And we're two mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call this podcast... Lights at Midnight. Lamp. Ding. Okay, so for the new viewers, why do I say lamp? Lamp is Lights at Midnight podcast. Old viewers may know, new viewers (laughs) may not. But yeah, guys, this is our Christmas special. So what we're doing today, you've kind of already seen a little snippet. It's kind of going to be a shorter episode. We're just literally going to kind of chill out, talk a little bit about the history of Krampus. 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 I say Krampus. It's a southern thing, but it's Krampus. Found that out. (laughs) (laughs) And um, also, too, We're going to do the history, and then we're going to go ahead and go into a little bit of a, I'm going to just kind of talk about some of the stories, and there is some, I guess you could say, a fuss over where Krampus actually came from. So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about the energy of Krampus. So super exciting, kind of keeping it mellow and laid back today. So you saw our little intro there, or Twas the Night Before Krampus. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And the, that is courtesy of V, my fiance. We wanted a male to read the monologue this year because we do have a Christmas special from last year where we covered um, the Madison Dry Goods Store and the Charlie Lawson Family Massacre. That is a three-hour episode. We interview people, so you can always go back and check that one out. It's actually pretty awesome. Uh, it's one of our most, I think, most underrated episodes. It was a lot of fun, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's so, probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah, it really was. We all got, like, attacked. <laughs> it was <laughs> wild. A lot of paranormal activity just talking to the people. Um, so I would highly recommend checking that out, too. But while you're here, I think the first thing we're going to do is we're just going to go ahead. Emily's going to read us some history of Krampus. And, um, yeah, we'll go ahead and get started there. So let's unveil the tradition of Krampus, a historical perspective. Krampus, the horned figure of Alpine folklore, has long been a figure of fascination and fear. This episode explores the origins and evolution of Krampus, shedding light on the historical, cultural, and social contexts that have shaped this intriguing character. By examining ancient pagan traditions, 
Christian influences and modern-day celebrations, a comprehensive understanding of the history of Krampus emerges. In this episode, we delve into the transformation of Krampus from a complex mythological figure to a prominent feature of contemporary holiday festivities. So, historical introduction. The history of Krampus is one rich in cultural heritage, religious influences, and local traditions. The figure of Krampus, with its roots in pre-Christian folklore, has captivated the imaginations of people across the Alpine region for centuries. This episode seeks to unravel the intricate tapestry of Krampus's history, encompassing a journey through ancient pagan customs, Christian assimilation, and the enduring legacy of this enigmatic entity in contemporary society. Ancient Pagan Origins The origins of Krampus can be traced back to ancient pagan folklore that predates the Christianization of Europe in the Alpine region, particularly in Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, and other neighboring areas, pagan tribes revered deities associated with nature, fertility, and the changing seasons. Among these deities, the figure of a horned wild spirit heralded the arrival of winter and embodied the untamed forces of nature. In pre-Christian belief systems, the winter solstice marked a significant transition symbolizing the triumph of light over darkness and the regeneration of life. The presence of the horned winter spirit served as a warning, reminding people of the harsh realities of the cold season and the need to appease and respect the natural world. The folkloric portrayal of the spirit evolves over time, acquiring attributes that reflected a blend of fear and reverence for the primal forces of the winter landscape. Christian Assimilation As Christianity spread throughout Europe, the church endeavored to supplant pagan beliefs. With Christian doctrine, the adaptation of pagan customs and deities into Christian traditions, known as syncretism, facilitated the incorporation of the figure of Krampus into the Christian narrative with the rise of Christmas as a central Christian holiday. Parallels were drawn between Krampus and St. Nicholas, resulting in a complementary relationship between the two figures. In this new amalgamization, St. Nicholas represented the benevolent gift-giving aspect of the holiday season, while Krampus emerged as his menacing counterpart tasked with punishing misbehaving children. This juxtaposition of saintly benevolence and punitive retribution became integral to the involving portrayal of the Christmas season, culminating in the fusion of pagan and Christian elements within the framework of holiday celebrations. Evolution of Krampus Traditions The legacy of Krampus endured throughout the centuries, perpetuating a complex blend of pagan symbolism and Christian customs. The portrayal of Krampus varied among different regions, with each community infusing its own 
cultural nuances into the depiction of the horned figure. Masks, costumes, and folklore were instrumental in shaping the diverse interpretations of Krampus, reflecting the rich tapestry of local traditions and narratives. Krampusnacht, or Krampus Night, emerged as a central feature of alpine winter festivities, typically occurring on December 5th, preceding the feast of St. Nicholas. During Krampusnacht, elaborately costumed individuals would parade through villages, terrifying onlookers with their horn masks, fur-covered suits, and ornate accessories. The atmosphere of revelry and fear became emblematic of this annual event, where the boundaries between the mundane and the supernatural blurred, evoking a sense of primal mystique associated with the winter solstice. Contemporary resurgence in global awareness. In recent decades, Krampus has experienced a resurgence in popular culture, transcending its regional origins to capture international attention. The emergence of Krampus-themed festivals, parades, and even Hollywood films has propelled this one obscure figure into the global spotlight, sparking widespread interest and intrigue. The revival of Krampus reflects a broader fascination with folklore, mythology, and the darker aspects of traditional customs resonating with contemporary audiences seeking unconventional expressions of holiday merriment. The contemporary portrayal of Krampus encompasses a diverse array of interpretations, ranging from the traditional to the new, unusual, and experimental ideas as artists, performers, and enthusiasts embrace the figure of Krampus in innovative ways. The multifaceted nature of Krampus as a symbol of both terror and fun underscores its enduring relevance in the modern era, transcending its historical roots to become a cultural phenomenon with a global reach. Conclusion The history of Krampus is a testament to the enduring power of myth, tradition, and the human imagination from its ancient pagan origins to its assimilation into Christian festivities. Krampus has undergone a remarkable transformation, embodying a complex interplay of fear, folklore, and festivity as the legend of Krampus continues to captivate contemporary audiences its historical legacy serves as a compelling reminder of the enduring resonance of cultural traditions and the enigmatic allure of the supernatural and the human experience (laughs) very good very good (laughs) i started to fuck up towards the end but it's fine it's fine so basically what i have to say to that it's a lot and it's a good like history reference but Looking a little further into uh, Krampus, basically, they're saying there is no factual evidence that Krampus really existed in the times of, like, when people were practicing paganism. The first time that Krampus come on the scene, or Krampus come on the scene, um, was around 1580, I want to say 1582 from what um, I watched, And they say that it was made because you're seeing some of these images of Krampus as Emily was reading. Uh, It is like the devil. It is a demonic entity. 
And that's what makes it very interesting. So almost basically what they're saying is it was uh, political, even in, I can't say the specific word on YouTube, um, but in Germany in World War II, uh, Hitler actually like wanted to, I think, how did it go? Hitler actually was trying to like absolve that. He wanted to get it out of there and get it out of the history of that area. Um, so I find it very interesting that, you know, we have this, but then it said there's no historical information to even back any of that up. And it's basically all a ploy to get people to follow the positivity in St. Nicholas himself, because there's a lot of history there as well. Do you have any thoughts on that, Emily? So, I mean, I kind of feel like based on the research that I kind of did, and I know, you know, pagans had their own beliefs and their own systems of how they followed, like, nature and how they revered nature and stuff like that. And I feel like some of that kind of was taken into, you know, consideration when it came to the stories with Santa Claus and whatnot. Because I feel like when they were trying to spread Christianity, it was more of them trying to demonize and weaponize certain beliefs and try to get people into you know coming onto their side so if they could come up with an enemy or a bad guy and then have like you know a good guy take down the bad guy it kind of like brings people into this idea of like oh my god this is a problem and oh my god he's our savior and it kind of like I don't know. It just makes people want to follow the more positive side, which would be Santa Claus. Yeah. Than, you know, the... I'm not saying personally that it's negative, but how they view it as negative. Because it's yeah. not following their traditions. And, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with promoting positivity, but I think the way that positivity and good and all that it's all been kind of distorted and this is a good example of how it's been distorted throughout history mm -hmm. um the more that i study the more that i look into other religions the more that i you know internalize that information the less i align and the more i see that it is like uh propaganda and for control and i don't think the story is any different and mm -hmm. you know we were looking for stories uh of like real encounters of uh krampus and i couldn't find anything really good basically it all went along the lines of like it was christmas night and you know i saw this entity and all this stuff kind of happened and i wish i had a better story to share with you but that's it it's like we saw, he's told you, you know, you better be good and all that kind of stuff. And is it possible that it was another entity? Absolutely. Because the fact that, you know, Krampus exists and it's a demonic figure putting that, you know, entities and beings, as we've talked about before, will step into that role. They will step into what, you know, oh, my mother passed away and I know she's here with me. Well, yes, she is, but mom's not going to start moving stuff around the house you're not going to hear disembodied voices that's not mom you know or grandma or grandpa so um 
is there some belief to the stories of like I experienced uh, Krampus on Christmas? Very possible. The ones I found, they were they didn't convince me one way or another. I I thought like because you know they were Reddit stories, mm-hmm. and um you know I've never heard anybody really talk about it. I would be interested if anybody does have some stories. You can always, you know, email us at the lights of midnight podcast at gmail.com because we would, even after Christmas, I would love to hear it. Um, Or maybe something if you had like family that lived in that part of the world and stuff like that. And, you know, I think it's important. It really has come back because it's, you know, old folklore. But that leads us into the situation or it leads us into the thought of is Santa Claus and Krampus real? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes, and there's many reasons why I would say yes. Mm-hmm. So, should we just go into it? Yeah. Okay. So, as far as Santa Claus, well, he's based off of the saint, right? So, mm-hmm. technically, that's already a person. And if we're if we're going outside, like with Krampus, there's, I feel like, multiple entities when it comes to him, because yeah. you have the adversary which would be the opposite to Saint Nick, right? So that would be like the devil. So yep. people, depending on how they perceive it, I feel like the devil or a devil or a demon or a negative entity could be considered as Krampus, especially during like the time frame it occurs. And by that, I mean like the activity or, you know, the yeah. confrontation technically it- can i pop in just one thing there real fast yeah it happens you know during the winter solstice the longest nights of the year when it's the darkest you yep. know, it's dark and light you know so yep and so because you have that opposite it's like yeah anything that's like negative or evil you could consider to be crumpus especially if it mm-hmm. happens during the winter solstice but then outside of like thinking like demons and negative things i also have the thought too and this can be applied to santa claus is the thought form version yeah that's what i wanted to definitely talk about yeah because it's like everyone has similar ideas and if enough people with similar ideas or even if it's just one person with strong energy and intentions could inadvertently create a thought form version of santa claus and or krampus Right. And it's a collective energy because, you know, you have a bunch of children believing in Santa Claus. What more than Krampus? Because, you know, here we don't really teach kids about that here. I mean, recently it's been more known, Uh, but you have the energy, the joy, the happiness, the excitement like of Santa. And, you know, then you have all that with Krampus. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's very, very possible um that that energy is now a real thing mm-hmm. you know and that's that to me it that that's the only way it could exist because you know we all know santa claus you know you see your parents but then there's people that even have accounts of seeing santa mm-hmm. like in the astral realm like while they're sleeping like these kids are waking up because they're so excited and some of them i'm sure are dreams but some of them are very vivid mm-hmm. so like you know, you have to question those encounters. And I do think the energy is real. And, you know, um, ultimately, you know, it can go one way or another because it's based on our energy and what we're attracting to us, which happens to be like about Santa Claus too. You're attracting abundance during this time. You know, it's a collaboration 
of a lot of things mixed together. So is it possible that you could have a haunting that is similar to Krampus? Yes. But one thing that I found while doing some research is people actually try to connect with this energy through witchcraft. Yeah. And then you accidentally create it like through mm. witchcraft and you create tulpas, which is a type of thought form, but it's more intentional. Yep. yep. And, you know, also too, you can attract anything and, you know, that there, I respect everybody's opinions and beliefs, right? You know, but I just personally don't think it's the best idea to summon anything, any form of Krampus because, you know, he's coming after who was naughty. And if you're, doesn't matter if, I mean, it's for kids, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it creates a certain energetic boundary and all kinds of stuff. So I did read about people saying, oh man, I would love to connect with this energy because they look at it from the shadow spe- uh, aspect of themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the biggest thing is like, it is part of your shadow and it is part of your light. That is the joy of Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the painful side to it, because I don't know. Um, that's really honestly all I have to say about I have, I have more. So from the pagan aspect, right? So this is before, you know, Christianity kind of did its thing and made it its own thing. But um, when I was trying to do a little bit of channeling, getting information, um, my guides were telling me how in nature there are entities that can embody its appearance and especially of the fae variety, the unseely fae variety. And it's possible that, you know, during those times when people were closer to nature and more spiritual and more open-minded, they may have come in contact with one of those beings And then Mm -hmm. from, like, generation to generation, that's when they started their stories and passed it down. Um, Yeah. But I think it was something, because I didn't channel at all, but as you're sitting there, like, saying that, it's very possible it existed in a different realm and it was seen. Mm -hmm. You know, and generally it's known to have, like, more than one set of horns. Of course, it looks like a goat, you know. They say it looks like it's wet. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. It is possible that it is in like a fae realm, 100%. But the fact that he's portrayed as being wet, that in terms of like, if you look at it in terms of what water means, that's emotions. He's dripping in those emotions, which is what causes naughty kids and people to act out anyways. Mm-hmm. I found that fascinating. There's a mm-hmm. lot of symbology behind it. That's the one thing I did forget. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. double horns you know just different and you know even the double horns you know that's a demonic thing or looking like a goat you know that's going back to the the whole satan and stuff like that but yeah i think it's very possible Mm -hmm. it is very possible but i really think it's been twisted to the narrative still i i agree i think it's more twisted to the narrative just for Mm -hmm. specific agendas i agree Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, uh, Emily, do you have anything you want to add before we do our conclusion? Yeah, no, I've never had any paranormal experiences like on Christmas, so I can't even add that. Right, right. And just, you know, just it being this time of year is darker outside. 
things lurk in the dark, you know, you know, there's going to be, there's things that do happen. We're not trying to say, you know, it's all a scam or a sham or whatever. Like truly, if you want to connect with this energy, it's there. And if you, if you're connecting with this energy in terms of like, you want to, you know, do what you do, just know if you bring this energy in, karma may speed up a little bit and things will start happening and you probably will have paranormal activity and it might happen every year on Christmas. Wouldn't that be terrifying? That makes a great movie. And you might not just get something that you think is Krampus. You might get something worse. Yep, exactly. And it can look however it wants to. Mm -hmm. So um, ultimately, you know, that's pretty much the conclusion, but I just wanted to add, you know, I know everybody's having a hard time right now. Things are different for everybody. Everybody's scenario is different. And Christmas can always be, you know, tough for people because we've lost family or just, you know, your financial situation or whatever else. Just remember, ride the wave. Okay. Take it one day at a time. Feel your emotions and try to tap in. I will say try to tap into the Santa Claus energy because it will do you some good. It will. And try to be positive. I've I love Christmas, but I know over the last several years, I've kind of been not straight up scroogey, but it's been hard. And I feel it this year. I feel more positive this year, even through adversity and I'm super excited. And I'm definitely tapping into the Santa Claus energy and we're going to leave Krampus over where the hell ever he came from. So, <laughs> yep. But I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know it's not a super long episode. We just kind of wanted to do something special for Christmas and something kind of easygoing since it is the holidays. Right now it is actually um, Christmas Eve. So happy holidays, everybody. Yep. yep. And if you can't ride the wave, ride the snow plow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> ride, ride the sleigh. Ho, ride. ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Eating yep. fries are done. All right, happy holidays, everybody. Peace out. Happy holidays. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all uh, hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up! Thank you.